What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. Two-man booth today. Um, Terrence and I will join us, and Carrie is still in Walt Disney World uh, as we speak. Uh, you know that we're going to talk a lot about Borderlands 3, but we're going to make you wait until the back <laughs> half of the episode to get our Borderlands 3 impressions. Uh, both Mike and myself have put in a pretty good chunk of time, I think, into the game so far. Um, about 10 hours. Yeah, it's a, about uh, generally where I'm at as well. A, a, a significant uh, event has occurred. Yes. Uh, okay. We are. I think we are in the same place, like okay. literally the same place. So that is perfect uh, in terms of in terms of being able to talk about uh, talk about the game. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Uh, we've been playing nothing but Borderlands. Um, so we'll go right into your new release highlights for the week. Uh, we're going to get to, we're going to get past the, the, the filler. And then the end of this new release stuff is going to be what you really came for. Cause it is quite, it is quite the menial jobs game week this week, but let's, let's get, let's get rid of these other titles out of the way. Like this Nintendo switch Lite console, which comes out on Friday, uh, this week. Which, oh, wow, that that's uh, that crept up on me. Yeah, it's it snuck up like crazy. Uh, releasing, of course, alongside the Legend of Zelda: uh, Link's Awakening, which I'm looking very forward to, uh, which is coming out for the Nintendo Switch as well. Uh, another game that I actually quite enjoyed when I played it a couple years ago was Nino Kuni: Wrath of the White Witch, which is getting a remastered edition on PS4 uh, and Nintendo Switch. Uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts is coming to PS4, Switch, and I believe Apple Arcade. Uh, more on Apple Arcade in a little bit here. Uh, Castle Crashers Remastered comes to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. And Micah, apparently it runs at a blisteringly smooth 60 frames a second. Hmm, really? Yeah, so maybe I, I might have to return to Castle Crashers. I really did like Castle Crashers uh, when it released. Uh, yeah, I did 13 too. years did ago, too. or however long it's been. It's been, a, it's been out for a while. It's been out for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, now, now we get to the games that you really want to know about. Of course, uh, first and foremost, Real Fishing. That's R E E L. Real Fishing. Uh, Road Trip Adventure comes to PS4 and Nintendo Switch. So, Mike, you can take a fishing road trip with your friends and, I, and go fishing. You ever been fishing? Do you like? Fishing? I have been fishing. It's not my favorite pastime. No, it's and, not and, mine and, at all. And for you especially, you would very much dislike fishing because you don't drink, and half of the fun of fishing is drinking beer. I uh, I would fish when uh, when I was uh, for some reason my parents thought it was would be good for me to enter the Boy Scouts. <laughs> I was so, also in the Boy Scouts for a brief period of time. Yeah, Troop Three Fifty Three, and um, yeah, we went camping and fishing, and and it wasn't a good time. It wasn't a good, especially the fishing. Camping is fine, right? You're outside, you run around, you, you're drinking bug juice, you're 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 cooking stuff over a fryer with a pan, like that's <laughs> that's weird. Um, but um, fishing, nah, man, I I don't get it. And the only thing that I think is probably worse than fishing is simulated fishing. <laughs> Uh, I once got a merit badge in basketry. Uh, I did enjoy weaving baskets in the Boy Scouts. Ah, mostly we played Magic the Gathering though. That's what that's what I did in Boy Scouts mostly was play well, Magic. So sounds like yo, I have fun. I had a, <laughs> I had a, I had a, I had a ragtag group of 
of of individuals. One was one was from uh, uh, across the pond, as they say, and they weren't like the stuffy upper crushed British people. They were the fucking Cockney bloody this bloody that. You know, I'm like, whoa, dude. And then uh, there was it was just a it was a ragtag group of people, and we didn't do anything cool like that. Very cool. Uh, the next one, uh, truck driver comes to PS4 Yo. and Xbox <laughs> One. Highly, I can highly recommend this one uh, to one Andy Gaston of the TNP Network because if you love your job so much uh, that you want to play it in your free time, then you should. Just, Andy should definitely check out Truck Driver. Like they're not even trying at this <laughs> point, right? Like, like when I don't know these things, I I I, I Google them real quick, right? I can't Google truck driver. You can Google and, truck driver video game or truck driver PS4. Yeah, but I don't have to do that with real fishing road trips. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but you know what? I like that truck driver gives you truth in advertising because the game is about driving a truck. <laughs> so, but the, 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 the creme de la creme, the piece de resistance this week uh, is bus simulator we're back with another simulator game simulator game and if you ever wanted to be a bus driver in a very advanced uh technological city with a pristine looking new bus that you would never see anywhere <laughs> in in and around baltimore uh you can check out bus simulator on the playstation wow. 4 and xbox one i you know, it, it, it amazes me what the, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out what the appeal is of these simulator games. Like, I don't know. Like I would imagine, like, no, I'm not knocking anybody who has these jobs, right? Because a job is a job. Oh no. Yeah. But, absolutely not. but at the same time, like, I don't want to play engineer simulator. No. You know what I mean? No. Nor- like, I don't want to do that. That's boring. Like, no. So no. Micah, let me read you the description on steam for bus simulator (laughs) experience the job of a bus driver in a vast and freely drivable urban area drive original licensed city buses from the great brands mercedes-benz cetra man and ivaco bus transport your passengers safely and punctually either solo and single player mode or in multiplayer mode six out of (laughs) ten What is multiplayer bus simulator? I I assume you're all driving buses and you have to compete to manage your route the best? I don't know. Like, if it's like crazy taxi, but with buses, all right, I might be able to get behind that. I might have to. Like, it was just just a bunch of wacky uh, bus drivers driving all different manner of convertible buses, because why not? trying to pick people up while the offspring is playing in the background, then yeah, sure. I can get with that. I, I can't believe they got the extremely hard to get Ivaco license for their buses. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm beside myself with excitement <laughs> for bus simulator. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, that's coming to consoles. Finally, our, our long, our long torturous wait has finally come to an end. Wow. <laughs> I'm looking at video of it and I'm just, I'm just, you're amazed. certainly, you're certainly driving a bus. Yep. 
that, that is exactly what you you're are, doing. You are certainly driving a bus. And you're right. Like, they had an indoor view. It's the most advanced <laughs> bus I've ever seen. I want to see Baltimore Bus Simulator. Right. Like, wait, 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 crackheads asleep on your bus at the end of your route. <laughs> Break up a oh, fight geez. between two bus patrons without leaving your chair. <laughs> So, God damn it. So, so that's what's new uh, for you guys this week. That is, um, that is not cool. No. You know what is cool? Going to youtube.com slash dense pixels. Oh, shit. I'm getting a little better. <laughs> a little better. Um, we have uh, new clips every week. You can watch this show. Uh, you can watch, uh, you can go to TMP Studios. Uh, densepixels.com slash premium to get a suite of of our premium content for just $5 a month or $50 for the entire year. And you get content such as the airing of grievances. Uh, that is the show that uh, myself and Jay do uh, about Seinfeld. Um, we, we did one recently where... Um, where we gave each other nicknames because we did the maestro and uh, <laughs> that guy wants to be called the maestro for, for some reason. And um, he is, and we, we have other shows called uh, one called look forward, uh, which is our political show uh, where Jay and Andy uh, dissect the wacky news of the week um, and do a lot of drinking to cope. Uh, we have no time to bleed. Uh, a action movie review show. Uh, the latest one is of the Nicolas Cage classic Con Air, uh, and we have the 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 jewel in the TNP Studios crown. Uh, one might even the see the gold, the gold standard, the gold standard of uh, TNP premium podcasts. It is the men with the golden tongues, hosted by uh, myself and my co-host here, Brad, as we talk all things, James Bond, and now all things spy movie related. So yes, subscribe to all of the TMP studios, uh, podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. So quick hit news before we get to the main event here. So Apple did their, uh, annual iPhone event, Uh, but the thing that they led with during the event last week is Apple Arcade, uh, which is a new gaming platform that is coming to all Apple devices. Uh, this is going to be a subscription service, very similar to Xbox Live, Games Pass Ultimate, things of that nature. Uh, it's going to be coming out on September 19th, which is just three days away as we're recording this podcast. Uh, and it will clock in at a reasonably conservative $4.99 a month. Uh, there will be apparently over a hundred titles uh, on the service at launch, and all of them are going to be exclusive to Apple devices. Uh, they showed off a new version of Frogger during the presentation. Um, they showed off like an underwater adventure game from Capcom. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head during the presentation. Um, so Apple's getting into the gaming mix. I I find it ex- uh, interesting that they're going with iPhone exclusives, or well, I shouldn't even say iPhone exclusives, uh, Apple OS exclusive games. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that's probably the best way to get people into the service is if you can provide that. Cause I mean, obviously like you're not going to want to play 
regular console style games on your phone or iPad generally. Let's hope not. Well, some people do because they're crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's going to be, like I said, they have major publishers like Capcom and former major publishers like Konami uh, getting in on this year. Uh, they said there's going to be no ads or ad tracking and no additional purchases in game. Apparently, the games are going to be fully fleshed out and won't have microtransactions and things of that nature. Believe that when I see it. Uh, like I said, 100 plus games at launch. Uh, all the games will be available offline, so you don't have to have a data connection in order to play them. And your plan can be shared with up to six members uh, of your family as well. Hmm. So kids can get in on the action at that same four ninety nine cost. Um, you know, my uh, my my bullshit meter started going off when no ads, no ad tracking, and no additional purchases uh, yep. was described. Uh, from what I understand, from what I read. They said that, yeah, you pay the subscription and then the, it depends on how many the developers get paid through subscriptions, mm -hmm. which doesn't make sense to me. Like, do they get paid per like play, like, like with Spotify and Apple music and stuff like that? I think people get like residuals for, I think they get like a cut. And then they get residuals for however many downloads or whatever mm -hmm. it gets played. Do you think that's what's going I to mean, happen it would, here? It would have to. I can't imagine that you can just give an even split to every developer that's on the service just because some games obviously have a little bit more investment in them than others do. Like it's not like everyone's investing the same amount. Like some games are going to be a little bit broader in scope. Some games are going to be a little bit more. Simple, you know, simple from an appearance standpoint, but maybe have deeper gameplay, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. The other thing that I actually find to be a bit of an issue that I didn't even really catch until earlier today, um, launching with more than 100 games doesn't seem like a great idea. Like, I, I know we always lament, like, the size of launch libraries for consoles and things like that. And, oh, I have those only a handful of games. I think 100 is a little bit too much because it's going to be very difficult for some games to rise up to the surface and be and be noticed and recognized when you have a, over 100 games launching at the same time on this service i mean isn't that uh isn't that the american way like you got to you got to make quality stuff if you want to get pushed up i'm 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 being facetious i know I, i'll then say we have uh we have the the example we can look at is why this is not a great right. idea is fucking steam right so. exactly <laughs> but um yeah i i see what you mean um i would hope that apple would take a little more care uh in in what they allow on their service mm -hmm. but um Everything is just kind of up in the air right now. Right. This doesn't seem like something I would get. Um, well, you and I, I, you and I are not, we're not mobile gamers. Yeah. Honestly, like so. I, I, I have a couple time wasters that I, that I play, but like a fully fleshed out, like, like single player experience. Like I have Chrono Trigger on my phone because I was like, yo, Chrono Trigger on my phone. Right. I don't play it. Because it's Chrono Trigger, yay, on my phone. Right. Oh, like it who, who 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 wants to use a virtual controller to play right. that game? Right. 
So uh, now, like, yeah. like it's one. Now it's one thing if they were to make like a touch optimized version of Chrono Trigger. You know right. what I mean? Like that that might that might be like a different scenario. But yeah, just ports and stuff like that. That's no good. Now, fortunately, I would assume that a lot of the games that are coming on this service are going to be mobile optimized games. Um, but I yeah, I just don't really do mobile games that much. Like like if I'm gonna play something of that substance, it's gonna be on a Switch at least. Um, and like you said, mobile games are for time wasters. They're things that I pick up for 15 minutes at most and, yeah. and, and then move on from, um, but again, you and I are very more tradition, I guess, more traditional gamers. You guess, you guess you can say, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of people whose, you know, iPads and, and phones are their primary gaming device. And for those people, this seems like a good deal. Um, I mean, it's at least worth probably checking out for five bucks. I can't imagine that it would be money wasted just, you know, kind of peeking in on what the service is if you have an iPhone or an iPad. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> so uh, in more, a little bit more somber news, uh, the second person involved uh, in the uh, fatal uh, swatting incident that left an innocent person and killed a couple years ago that we've talked about many times in the show has been sentenced uh, to prison time, uh, Casey Viner, 19 years of age, uh, is the guy that called uh, Tyler Barris and ordered the SWAT, basically, that killed uh, Andrew Finch uh, at, by police at his front door uh, a couple Decembers ago. Uh, was set, was convicted. He was sentenced last week uh, to 15 months in prison. Uh, he was also forbidden from playing any online games whatsoever uh, for two years after his uh, after his release, and he's also ordered to pay twenty five hundred dollars uh, in restitution to the victim's family. Mm. So, uh, I I I suppose that since he's just the one that kind of ordered the thing and didn't actually call in the SWAT himself, that you're not going to get as much time. I mean, Tyler Barris, who's the guy that ordered the SWAT, got twenty years in prison. Um, so and well deserved, certainly, but mm-hmm. um. But yeah, so I get. I guess I can understand why it's a little bit lighter sentence for this gentleman. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, this this issue continues to just piss me off, and I'm glad. I'm glad that the the victim's family is getting some justice uh, in this incident. Now, I will also say that the that Stephen McAllister, who is the U.S. attorney uh, that was in charge of prosecuting this case, uh, had a statement that I found to be a little bit curious. Um, he said, quote, swatting is not a prank and it is no way to resolve disputes among gamers. Once again, I call upon gamers to self-police their community to ensure that the practice of swatting is ended once and for all. How? <laughs> How? Right. I mean. I, it's our fault, Micah. It's our fault that this that this happens, apparently. Like, this isn't something that's like. No, nah, man. Like this isn't see something, say something. You know what I mean? Like this is this is this is done within the privacy of people's own homes, man. I just that's a that what a stupid what a what an what an ignorant statement. Uh, okay, all right. See, see see something, say something, guys. If you yeah. see a guy get mad and 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 pick up a phone. Uh, uh, to dial nine one one while you are halfway across the country, then uh, go ahead and 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 tell who you gonna tell? Who you gonna tell? 
Well, Yo, clear, uh, clear, clearly you have to quickly ask the target of the SWAT where they live and then call the local police department <laughs> in that area to tell them, hey, the call that you're about to get of a hostage situation at this guy's house is not real. It's a swatting incident. <laughs> so that, 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 that statement put a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Um, yeah. But. Like the, the, the discussion around games and gaming in 2019 is still just as ignorant as ever. Oh, yeah. Um, and you would think that, that, uh, you know, I don't know who, uh, Stephen McAllister is. I don't know who this guy is. I'm going to assume he's a boomer, right? You would think that boomers would try to educate themselves onto this. Like when the boy, this, the, the, the entire world will be so much better when boomers finally die. And, I, I just, I don't know. That that really made me mad, man. <laughs> I it made me mad as well. I totally understand it. Uh, it does not give a date of birth for Steve. I'm on Stephen McAllister's Wikipedia. Um, it does not give his date of birth. Um, however, uh, he has a weird face. Yeah, he does. And uh, I don't care for that. <laughs> so. <laughs> So there you go. Yeah, it's up to it's up to the people to um try to try to educate themselves on gaming and like for God's sakes, man, like you got Fortnite, the most popular game in the fucking world. People are winning like goo gobs of money for it, and you would think that that would get the boomers to be like, "Oh, what is this Fortnite, and how can I make money off of it?" I don't know. Hmm. Goo gob uh, is not a word that's in the uh, lexicon as much as it probably should be. Bringing it back. There you go. <laughs> uh, so Capcom revealed uh, the first details of a new Resident Evil themed multiplayer uh, shooter uh, that they are terming a survival horror escape room of sorts. Uh, the game is at least called Pro- it's at least called Project Resistance for now. I'm sure it'll have a different title. Um, at some point. So basically this is Capcom's take on the, 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 you know, swath of now one versus many, uh, multiplayer games that are out there. So like dead by daylights, your evolves, your Friday the 13th, so on and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's, what I think is actually quite interesting about this is that you have, you have, so you have the four players that are, that are survivors that have to cooperate together, but then you have the fifth player who is like they, they call him the mastermind and he can track where the survivors are using like security cameras in the world. Uh, he can summon zombies and other creatures to prevent them from staking. He can set traps and manipulate the environment and things of that nature. So it's almost kind of like um, if you guys have ever played any like tabletop dungeon crawl games, like your hero quests, if you're in our generation or things like that, almost kind of like a dungeon master role of sorts, uh, which I find to be, a bit interesting and a bit of a nice, uh, interesting twist uh, on the one versus many formula that's that's becoming more you know prevalent in as games release nowadays. Look at Capcom being like innovative. I know it's amazing. You know when when you know a, a, a you know kind of ancillary franchise becomes your most popular game ever. It, it uh, yeah. bones you to take different risks and things of that nature. This is, um, this, I like this idea. I don't know if, uh, this is the game for me, mm-hmm. but I, I do like this idea. And perhaps if it wasn't necessarily, um, 
horror based, mm-hmm. I would get a little more into it just because I'm I'm just a I'm just a, a wimp, right? <laughs> um, but I do like the idea of essentially a dungeon master. This this looks like Mike. This looks like a as as close as you're going to get to like a good Saw video game, essentially, like yeah, Saw with zombies, yeah. basically. So, yeah, I I like that. I like that a lot. I would. The only way I would play this is if I was the mastermind. That, that is it. <laughs> <laughs> they would kill my black ass from the, from the very beginning. As soon as we walk in the door, uh, my black ass is done. <laughs> so we'll, we'll look forward to hearing more from uh, from this new project from from Capcom as time goes along. It looks like it's using the re two the re two remake engine uh, as well, so it should look pretty when it does release. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Square said, uh, this is more news from TGS, that Final Fantasy VII Remake will have a turn-based classic mode uh, that makes it play pretty much like the original version of Final Fantasy VII, where you're picking commands from a menu, and you're not going to have the, you know, the active gauge or anything like Well, you have the traditional active time battle gauge. Um, I will tell you, as, you know, someone who's played a small sliver of the Final Fantasy VII Remake, this is not going to be how you want to play this game. Uh, you're going to be missing out. I mean, they're they're literally designing the battle system around this new battle system that they have. And so, if you're not going to play with that system, you're going to be you're going to be missing out. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, how do you think? Because you've seen the game right. implemented, right? And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can like run around the field and, and it, like distance matters. Distance matters. And do. also like there's parts of the game, like, like they showed in the scorpion tank demo that like when he's powering up his mega weapon, like you have to take cover behind debris or you'll suffer like a shitload of damage uh, when hmm. that pops out. So like having stuff like that really matters. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like it might be a shame to have this cool, you know, system and this game being built from the ground up. Um, and not take advantage of the full fruits of the labor. There might be some people that really don't like, you know, a more action heavy combat style. And I, I guess it's cool that they're incorporating it in the game, but I'm just going to say, if you, if you're looking forward to playing final fantasy seven, play it with the right, the new battle system, uh, in place. I think you'll have a much better time personally. If only there was another final fantasy game that had a classic mode that you can play it as like. Final Fantasy like, uh, <laughs> What? <laughs> like if you like if and, you and, and, with, and with and with that you get a whole game if you buy that as opposed to this one where you're gonna have to spend three hundred dollars to to get the full Final Fantasy seven remake experience. Right. Like if you like I don't mind remakes, um, but it 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 is it is um it's got to be more than just a visual upgrade for the most part. Like I admire them that they are taking chances. I mean, I, I don't know how much of a chance, how much taking chance uh, it is. I don't know, Mike. I don't, I don't, this, this might, this might, uh, this might be a total flop. You never know. Right, There's right, not a whole right. lot of people that like Final Fantasy Seven. People might not take to it, right? <laughs> but at the same time, like at least they're trying something different. At least they're giving you something different. If you're if you just want to play Final Fantasy with pretty graphics, like nah, yo, this <laughs> you've been waiting for a long time for nothing. Like experience something new. Like that's the whole point of this, man. They did. They did also show off the first uh, gameplay footage of the summons in the game, and they kind of look cool too because it. Lo- you actually they stay around on the battlefield for a little while, and you can give commands to them, almost like a familiar of sorts. 
um, nice. which is an interesting evolution of the summon system, I would yeah. say. Um, so yeah, very, it's very, very interesting happening. I'm Micah, I, despite myself, I'm starting to get a little, a little excited about final fantasy seven remake. I mean, look, say what you want about the first game. Like it was, it was a game that it literally, it changed gaming. Right. Oh, the, 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 his, the history, the, the history is, is, is undeniable. Um, and, and, and for many people, that's, you know, their introduction into RPG. So I, I get the reverence. I do. It's just that, you know, it's not the end all be all is what we're saying, especially when the game right before it had a better story and more interesting characters is all I'm saying. But um, yeah, um, I, I think you should, I think, well, you, what I think you've played the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, uh, the fact that you are getting excited for this means that everyone should probably, probably think about picking it up. Yeah. It, like I said, the, big, the biggest problem I have with that is going to be the window that it releases in. Because it's coming out, I think, like six weeks before Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, and well, it also comes out like two weeks before Watch Dogs Legion. Is guess so. guess was getting pushed to the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Noted sentient forehead Billy Mitchell uh, is threatening legal action against Guinness and Twin Galaxies, demanding that they both, quote, <laughs> retract their claims against Billy Mitchell, end quote, and restore the scores to their world leaderboards, where Mitchell had been a fixture since the early 1980s. Struck you with that one, did I? <laughs> and then because I look at his picture, and that, that's all I see now. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh shit so yeah oh, so you got you guys might recall last year um twin galaxies and the guinness book of world records threw out all of billy mitchell's uh high scores for donkey kong and pac-man uh after finding out that two of the scores were illegitimate possibly played on emulated software which is a big no-no uh when you're in this world of competitive uh old school arcade games apparently but uh billy mitchell's saying that's bullshit uh, he's, he's alleging in this letter that Twin Galaxies, quote, did not provide Billy Mitchell fair opportunity to provide evidence to prove his innocence, and that specific evidence was accepted, while evidence of equal stature was rejected. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he has a 156-page package of counterclaims, signed statements, and other materials that present his side of the case. He's given Guinness and Twin Galaxies two weeks to issue a retraction, or, quote, we will resort to legal recourse. So, uh, I mean, uh, you know, is is something like before I say anything? <laughs> is 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 Billy Mitchell like altogether there? Yes, like is, he's just a massive douche canoe. Okay, okay. so you know, get a life, yo. Like, like do something else, yo. Yeah, <laughs> play another game. I mean, I just, I, I just don't get it. I, I just don't. Well, Mike, get it. Micah, this is this is this is his, this is his life's work. This is his <laughs> reputation. He can't just allow it to go. Otherwise, he would just be a fledgling hot sauce mogul if it wasn't for these <laughs> high scores. 
like this is his white whale, right? And he got the white whale, and then in his, but he cheated to get the white whale, and now he's like, nah, but I didn't cheat to get the white whale, and now you like, nah, yo, like, just what a what a dick, what a dickhead, a sentient forehead dickhead. Look, uh, my good good life advice for all you kids out there: always be wary of anyone that wears American flag printed clothing. Every single day of the week. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Be wary yeah. of those people. Yeah, you ain't you ain't lying either. Goodness gracious. So yeah, finally, uh, in nine words that I never thought would be combined in the same sentence together in my entire lifetime, KFC has created a Colonel Sanders dating sim game. I love you, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking good dating simulator popped up on Steam last week uh, as coming soon. A KFC representative told uh, Polygon, who's reporting the story, the game will be available for free on Steam September 24th. Quote, from the same people who brought you the bucket of chicken comes the world's first Colonel Sanders dating simulator, says the description on the game. I just, I don't know what to say. I love you, Colonel Sanders, a finger licking good dating simulator. will put players in control of a, quote, promising culinary student who's studying alongside a young Colonel Sanders while looking for love. But you've got to make it through culinary school, too. If you're lucky, Colonel Sanders might even take you on as a business partner. One of the characters is a dog. Who is also a professor at the culinary school. Who was making this game, right? Because this has got Japan, Japan written all over it. You would it. think that it would. Developer, j- developer PSYOP. Um, wow. You can literally make a game out of anything, guys. Yeah. And they and they do have a very uh, anime-looking Colonel Sanders character model uh, in the game right. as well. And it's not like... It's not like like old man Colonel Sanders. It's like an anime version of Dolph Ziggler when he <laughs> was playing Colonel Sanders. <laughs> it's wild, man. This is amazing. What is this f- I, oh. Who is this for? Everyone, Micah. This is for everyone. <laughs> the 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 incredible Venn diagram crossover that occurs between people that like dating sim games and people that like fried chicken. That's who this is for. And like, I don't even like KFC. Like, I just like the herbs and spices. The chicken is subpar to me, but wow. Wow. I mean, are are we getting like, are we going to get like, like more fast food dating sim games? I feel, I feel like the KFC, I feel like KFC was like looking at the Arby's Twitter, the Arby's social media manager. And they're like, what can we do to one up this guy? This guy does amazing work. (laughs) On social media, he's he's single handedly raising the reputation of Arby's, who makes shitty food but has dank memes. How can we possibly <laughs> exceed this? And so they came up with Colonel with I love you, Colonel Sanders, a finger licking good dating simulator. Rest assured, by the way, whenever I speak of this game, I'm reading the full title out because you have to, <laughs> because you have to. Oh my god, dude. This is incredible. I was gobsmacked when I saw this news pop up last week. And of course, it popped up the day after we recorded. What the fuck <laughs> were you doing, KFC? <laughs> you should have released this on Monday. Oh my goodness. 
like just like I'm looking at at uh, at more images. Like the image in this article does not do <laughs> does not justice. do the Colonel justice. Like just Google some, just Google image some of these things, and you'll see like Colonel Sanders like slicing chicken with a with fucking swords and shit. And, yo, it's wild, man. Look at all these different characters. Like this is, you know what? I kind of want to play it. The dog is wearing a chef's hat, Micah. <laughs> He's wearing a chef's hat and he has a necktie. <laughs> he, is, he, he is Professor Dog. What else has Psyop made? They've not made really anything. I've never, so they're, apparently their other games are a game called Kismet and a game called Camp W. Or at least there's the ones that are released on Steam. Nah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do this fucking fried chicken lover game. Like, you, there's gotta be like expansions. Like, there's gotta be a whole like world. You know what I mean? This like, is, this is advertised as the most delicious dating simulator ever created. <laughs> and before anybody says anything, I, no, I don't have a problem with this. In terms of advertisement and gaming, because look, it's creative. It's creative. <laughs> it is. It, it, the story surrounds the advertisement, right? Like, it's not just like, Hey, here's, here's a bunch of bro dogs, uh, in, in a fantasy world with monsters and flying cars. And they're just eating cup noodles. <laughs> this quest brought to you by. Cup noodles, like nah, yo. Like if it was a cup noodles Final Fantasy game, then maybe. Like this is a KFC Bishojo like like dating simulator game. But yo, this is this is blowing my mind, man. <laughs> like this one image of Colonel Sanders just fucking doing a sword swipe and cutting like chicken into fours is just amazing. This is like, fucking hilarious. This is the most uh, wow. Like like look look at the intensity. There's lightning in the background as he's chopping up lettuce. First of all, lettuce has never been in a KFC ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> when the fuck has, has romaine lettuce been in anybody's KFC? Get out of here. Second of all, this is the most epic ass shot. Of of Chef Colonel Sanders cutting up some goddamn romaine. Wow. Yeah, I'm amazed. What a time to be alive. <laughs> so that's that's it. That's it for news. That is it for news. Um listen, you go there anyway for all of your shopping needs. But what I'm gonna need you to do. Is tack a www.densepixels.com slash Amazon. Do that when you want to go to Amazon because it helps us out, right? We get about four to five cents on the dollar, right? Full disclosure, right? We get paid every time you do this, uh, but it helps us out. And it's, it's a small thing. But it's a thing that helps us out. Let's go to Amazon and type in KF. Let's go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon and type in KFC. And what do we have here? You can get yourself a Funko Pop KFC Colonel Sanders. You can. So if you really, really have a crush on Colonel Sanders, go to 
www.densepixels.com slash Amazon uh, and get yourself a KSE secret recipes book or any manner of thing. The bigger, the better. They have, they, have, they have various Colonel Sanders uh, wig and beard sets that you can pick up as well. <laughs> yeah, if you if you actually want to get your if, if you want to take it out of a simulator into the real thing, go to www.densepixels.com slash Amazon. So moving on to uh, the main topic of the week, uh, Borderlands 3 came out. Mike and I, of course, got it right away playing it from Jump Street. We've put in about 10 hours so far. Um, we are about 10 chapters into the main story. Uh, we are still doing copious amounts of side quests. Uh, but let's talk about Borderlands 3 and how much fucking fun I'm having running around murdering people in this game. So let's just get this out of the way. Borderlands 3, everyone has said it and everyone is right. Borderlands 3 is more Borderlands, right? Like they do the good, the, the good things about Borderlands about the Borderlands franchise have been perfected. And the bad things about the Borderlands franchise are still there, right? For pacing, some, some, some of them are some, some of them. Are. Are. Yeah. Pacing for me is an issue. It takes a minute to get into a Borderlands game mm-hmm. before you. And, and, and I, I always hated the slow pace of, of getting the game going. Um, there's still a couple of NPCs that, uh, sometimes they just don't want to do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's frustrating when you have to follow them and they, they start to act funny. Like I've had to log out and then log back in. Um, and look, the humor is, you know, take it or leave it. Like if, if, when did Borderlands 2 come out? Uh, 2012 is when that released. 2012? Mm-hmm. And if, if your humor is still, if you haven't evolved, uh, uh, if you still find that stuff funny, you're going to find this funny. Uh, I don't particularly find, um, the twins very interesting, but yeah, um, they're, they're probably, I, I feel like that they could be interesting, but I feel like they'd be more interesting if they were more menacing. I th- I think they, yeah. they I think they went too hard for a like cavalier like handsome jackish kind of vibe with them. Um yeah. and I I think if you'd made them a little bit more uh menacing that might have worked out a little bit. Like yeah. you can still keep the humor but there there should be like a hard dark edge to them that I'm not really picking up. At least not yeah. yet in the story. Yeah, given their given their look, you would think, you know, and that they're cult leaders and they think they're gods. Like you would think that they would be a little more menacing, but no, no, it's just like they're, they're parodies of, of streamers. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing in this world that I am not afraid of, it's a streamer. <laughs> uh, so, but you know, that's all the, that's really all the negatives I have. This game is fun, man. It's really fun. And I haven't played, like I didn't play the, um, the um the prequel to this mm-hmm. that they uh that they put out you know because i borderlands is a game that i feel like i can get burnt out on mm-hmm. but um but being back into this and in this world and all these guns and like like having this big battle 
Oh yeah, some of the bosses are bullet sponges. Like, yo, for real. Like that that one boss that we that you fight right right before the big event. Like that that boss took way too long. The boss battle took way too long. I would agree with you. Um, I think one of the things that's neat about the bosses in this one is that they really do force you more than I can ever remember in another Borderlands game to pay close attention to your loadout. And to kind of optimize your loadout for the battle that you're in, because the because Mike we just Mike and I just went through a pretty major boss fight that does have like multiple stages to it, um, mm-hmm. but each stage kind of like you have to be cognizant of a different element in mm-hmm. there, and like so I like for the last stage I was I died a couple times on it because I had um, my build was very heavy into uh, incendiary damage and mm-hmm. that was not helpful at all during that final boss fight once i moved my loadout around and tweaked out my my power selection uh that boss fight went much easier uh when i did it again so like you can kind of it's it's encourages you to kind of play with your builds and to you know try different guns and things of that nature um that's really that's really easy to do with the character that we picked also true like i had to i had to yeah i was playing with a friend of mine and um you know this this thing had this thing had is one of the is one of the the bosses that's a giant ball mm-hmm. right and he has different um different uh you know things of armor and i was able to quickly switch between one thing that would take out armor versus another thing that would take out you know shields and it, it was yeah like with the character that we're playing like versatility is is incredibly like like she's the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, but it's it, the combat is just very satisfying. Um, I don't know why, but the gunplay, and maybe it's just because I haven't played a lot of Borderlands since two came out. I mean, I did play, I did play the prequel thing, but I didn't, uh, I didn't um, play a whole lot. I just ran through the campaign of it. I don't know. The gunplay just feels much more crisp in this one for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Um, I feel like the differences in the weapons, especially now that they have these like new alt fire modes and special abilities that differ from manufacturer to manufacturer, really stand out. Like like a Jacob's weapon feels very different from a TDR weapon, feels very different from a Hyperion weapon, and and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. that's been interesting getting to play with those different builds. Um, I, I you know again, I love the constant influx. Of guns, the thing that Borderland does um, that Destiny could almost take a lesson from, of sorts, is that Borderlands is great at getting you a really awesome gun that serves you very well for like five or six character levels. But then something else great comes along to replace it once you're ready for that to happen. And there's not any guns that you can just lean on as a crutch all the time. I feel like. In the game, or at least, or at least till you max out. Maybe then you can actually find, you know, the weapons that you suit, you know, suit your playstyle that'll drop at the level that you want them to drop. Um, But I've been having, I've been really enjoying like switching around different weapons, um, messing around with different archetypes, different manufacturers. Uh, The anointed weapons I think are new to this game as well. So there's some special weapons that give you a bonus ability if you equip them on a specific character using a specific action skill. Uh, which is pretty fucking sweet, especially if you can find one that caters to your character that you happen to be using as mm-hmm. well. Um, so, like I said, lots of lots of cool innovations. Um, 
I do appreciate the quality of life stuff that they did that like the fast traveling in this game is some of my favorite fast traveling uh, in any game ever. Because mm-hmm. basically like your vehicle, if you're in a vehicle area, is a roaming fast travel point that you can instantly snap back and forth to. And and you the only that time you have, Right. You only the only time you get a loading screen is when you're transitioning to a new zone of the world, basically. Um, mm-hmm. which is pretty nifty as well. Uh th- like you mentioned the humor. Um there's part of me that can still get down with this humor. I, I am delighted that these side quests are surprising me a little bit. Like there's one side quest that you ha- that you go to this laboratory that had these abandoned experiments and you're talking to this guy behind a locked door and like he's like giving you instructions and when you finally let him out, uh, it is not a guy, but it is rather uh, one of the enemies in the game with a dude's brain basically transported in like <laughs> in his body, which catches you off guard. Um, things of that That's nature, funny. yeah. And like I said, they the, the side missions have been. Uh, the the fun of the game basically so far because they really get wacky uh in some of the ones that they do. Yeah. Um some of them are really long. They can uh, be some of the side missions. Yeah. I was like that 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 killable side mission. I'm like, yo, this is this is a lot just to fight killable and get my ass kicked. Uh, <laughs> I had to get help to beat that motherfucker. Oh, I, I, was, I, I, I died I died a couple of times on him. Yeah, I wasn't ready. Um but um um, when I'm, you know, when I'm talking about the humor, I'm talking about like, there's a lot of like, yeah, let's go kick its ass. Yeah. Dick brains. And, and, and yeah, you're a butthead. It's like, all right. All right. All right. Like what happened to being like, like when the game is clever, mm-hmm. that's when it's firing on all cylinders. And when it's just saying like, you know, hey, dick bag, like, all right, all right. Just, just calm down. But part of that is me being old. But yeah, look back to the game. Um, the fact that you can equip different action skills uh, from different trees, uh, like you're not locked into one tree, and then having, you know, it, it's the the flexibility. It feels feels great. It feels like you can really make a a very unique character. Like mm-hmm. like it feels like I want to run two Amaras depending on how I want to play. But I don't, you know, I don't, you, but you can respect. Right. So, you can respect it. Now, so. You know, but yeah, man, like it's, I'm digging it, man. And I want to try the other characters, but it's, it's like that thing with destiny, man. Like I don't want to start from zero again. Right. Well, and the, well, the cool thing about that is so like my, my plan with my other characters that I make in this game is not going to necessarily be to, um, run the campaign solo. Like those characters, I'll just jump into online games with and just do it that way. Um, yeah. and, and just have some fun just blasting through with other people. Cause again, the, the cooperative mode in the game is nice, you know, having the level, balancing and the you know the, the self the self-interesting loot so that people don't have to fight over the same shit all the time um but yeah it's, it's been tremendous fun the areas uh are a little bit more varied which is nice because you're not just on pandora uh in this one anymore and i know borderlands 2 had some more varied areas in it as well even though you were you know on the same planet but this one i don't know they, they just feel different for some reason uh more so than they did in the first two games for sure. And definitely more yeah. than one, like one, you know, fucking felt the same. Um, I do, I did notice they put, you know, an outer space or like an asteroid level just so that they can get the jump physics that were in pre-sequel yeah. the entire time. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it's 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 been really cool so far. Um, both you and I, being old Mass Effect heads, uh, I'm sure like the concept of having a ship that you can go to uh, oh, and run awesome. around in and stuff like that too. And and I I think they did a pretty good job with that. Um, having different areas, you know, that you would normally find in such things. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to talk with a lot of like you know groundbreaking newness because like you said up front it's it is more borderlands but that's also not a knock on the game either yeah it this game is exactly what it set out to be and um it accomplished that and in terms of you know i think people might be more i don't know if people are more impressed or less impressed given the the time mm-hmm. you know the the seven years or, or so that that have been between games right because if you if if this game came out four years ago would people be impressed versus you know it came out now and it is how you remember it mm-hmm. so i you know i don't know but uh the characters speak more which yeah, is, that's also uh, a nice a welcome uh, a welcome introduction to the game. It gives them a little bit more personality. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like Amara is this this you know this tough take no nonsense chick, right? And and um, I started a couple a couple other characters just to you know mm-hmm. have them ready so that I don't sit, have to sit through the the opening cutscene again. Um, and yeah, they all say different things depending on their personality. It's not, you know, the same thing over and over again. Um, who would you play as next? Who, who interests you next? I'm, and and I'm how debating. are you playing Amara? So, well, I'll start with the second question first. We can talk about siren builds in the game. So when I, I've never played a siren in a Borderlands game before, um, I've always used what essentially is like the operative or the rogue or, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the ranger character. Um, and so having Amara has been pretty interesting. So I started using uh phase grasp at the beginning of the game and that's how I kind of rolled. And I was kind of making a build around doing a ton of weapons damage. And that's kind of how I rolled that. I eventually switched to phase cast and I was at, that's where the build kind of like really came into play because I was able to find a weapon that had an anointed perk that whenever Amara would phase cast, it would give her a couple seconds of increased weapon damage and reload speed. So Hmm. basically, and and then I was also building up. So like Amara can get what are called rush stacks, which also give her extra like critical hit damage and stuff like that, that basically go away when you use your, when you use your super, when you use your ability. So essentially what the build was, was using phase cast, getting that increased damage and, and reload speed to build up your stacks to start mowing people down, and then using phase cast again to kind of reset the whole thing and hmm. and kind of have a really good cycle going of you know just mowing down people with weapons stuff like that. And of course, you have to find other guns. Um, I pretty much have kept always having a Jacobs revolver uh, in my yep. back pocket in the game so far because blasting six shots in two seconds and and just ripping through people's shields is is really satisfying with that um i also got i also found a legendary uh hyperion shotgun uh with insanely fast fire speed that is also that deals radiation damage as well so like <laughs> like i'm just running cutting through people and exploding them essentially 
with this gun. Um, it's like, and that's that's the that's the cool part is when you find a really neat weapon, you want to find a way to make it work uh, within the situation that you have it going on in. So yeah, that's been a good uh, time. I don't I don't get too many legendaries. I, it's just <laughs> games like this. I just have the worst luck, man. No, I mean uh, I've, I've been using some of my golden keys though. Like that's how I've gotten a couple of these things so far. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm saving my golden key. I'm trying to save my golden keys. I have five of them, and I'm trying to save them for um for uh, level fifty. Okay. Um. So I'm I'm just relying on drops right now, and um and uh, if I get lucky doing some of those um the first vault hunter. Like finding mm. those those things, you find three of them in an area. Yeah, they and, like special cache of weapons. Yeah. Oh, so uh-huh. by, and and by the way, for those of you, if you don't have golden keys, you can kind of so like the what I've been using my golden keys for is if I have a couple weapons that I've been using for a few levels, so they're underneath where I'm at right now, and I don't have mm. anything that's worth using at my level. That's when I'll pop a golden key to maybe get a gun or two um, that is a little bit better than what I have equipped. The other thing you can do if you don't have golden keys is you can go visit crazy Earl and use your Iridium to get a gun. That's going to be a similar stature as well. Cause yeah. he, cause he's basically selling stuff that is kind of similar to what you might find in the golden chest without any chance of a legendary essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do wish that there was a way that I could, um, like if you find a legendary that you really love, I wish there was a way that you can like, beef up its stats mm-hmm. um but um you know that's neither here nor there but i'm playing um uh, uh phase grasp uh going down the fist of the elementary i started the brawl tree mm-hmm. and the brawl tree is actually kind of fun um but i you know it I, I i like i like cheap hits yeah and and that's what phase grasp gives me <clears throat> And, um, you know, with, with the, because everybody has fucking shields and shit, everybody (laughs) has shields. So I use the, I use her infusion skill with a hard hitting Jacob's weapon. Like Mm. I love Jacob's revolvers and Jacob's, uh, rifles. Like the rifles are, are single shot eight magazine, right? But they hit hard and they're infused with whatever element I have at the moment. Um, if it's a boss, you know, I would, I'll take his shields down in like two or three hits, especially if it's phase grasped. And then I can quickly switch to like, I got it down to a science. Now I could quickly switch to fire to, uh, burn them to death. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's fucking nice, man. Like Amara is cool, man. And I don't, I, you know, I didn't see Amara getting too much love just cause you know, it's the siren and, and if you look at her, she kind of looks like one, she's a melee class. And, you know, I think most people don't like melee classes and first person mm-hmm. shooters because it kind of defeats the purpose of. But you don't have to play. You down. don't have to play with that style at all if you don't want to. Like, that's the Ex- kind of exactly. Of it. Exactly. And that's I'm not doing that. Right. So then you pick the elemental class. And that's generally what Maya was. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I like the fact that that these trees are different enough where my goal is to create like a, like a melee and elemental hybrid mm-hmm. because I do like getting up in people's faces and, and, you know, shooting them with, with shotguns. Right. I've gotten so many Jacobs things in the mail. Like it's not fun. 
<laughs> yeah, the other thing too. So, like, if you, if you if you they have challenges in the game, um, and some of them are like manufacturer specific, and like every time you get like a hundred kills with one of their weapons, or like, or basically every time you rank up the challenge, like they send you like a loyalty reward basically for yeah. using for using their guns, which is fucking hilarious to me. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I want to create like a like an elemental melee hybrid, you know, like I can get like uh, I can use uh, I like Atlas rifles. Also, I can use an Atlas rifle. I don't have to rely on Molly one weapons. I, I hate Molly one weapons like they don't they don't have enough impact. Like they're purely for draining shields and then switching out to a better one. You know, it's funny. The, 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 the manufacturer I hate the most. I don't I hate the COV weapons. Yo, they suck, man. Yeah, they're like, not. They're not very. They don't hit very hard at all. They don't hit hard, and they you have to turn them on. So, so every time you use them. So if I'm in a firefight, I run out of of ammo. I want to quickly switch to another gun. I got to go through the switching animation, and then I got to hit the prime button to turn the thing on. And uh, they, yeah, they suck, man. Yeah, their their whole thing is you don't have to reload them. I the the problem that I have with them is I tend to run out of ammunition with them faster than I do. With another gun, because you can just sit there and just fucking hold the trigger down. You don't realize how many bullets you're using. And then all right. of a sudden you're out of ammo for that type of weapon, essentially. So you have to switch to something else anyway. Yeah, I haven't enjoyed right. those too much, for sure. Yeah, I, I just get rid of them as soon as I see them. I'm like, mm, Marcus junk. Hurry up, find a vending machine, because I'm not using those things at all. Um, who are you? Uh, who is, who's going to be your second character? So I'm, I'm torn between Zane uh, and Flack. Mm-hmm. Zane's cool because like I said, the dual action skill thing is neat. And I kind like Zane will be fun to use in multiplayer because he has he basically has like the fucking Titan shield that you can roam with that gives your allies like a, a damage boost if they shoot through it at enemies, mm-hmm. which is pretty nifty. Um the clone was really fun to use in the short amount of gameplay that I got to do when I played it a couple weeks ago. Uh and the sentry is fun as well because you can cause you can set the sentry to drop like grenades and shit basically if you want to when you get it leveled up uh, a certain amount of way. So I'm I'm torn between but I've also but Flak just seems really fun uh as well with you know the different pets that you can use and you know how you can kind of leverage his skills, especially you can you can have like a like Flax the kind of guy, the kind of guy. Um, well, I should say character um, that you can. He, he has like a precision tree that's really helpful. Where like if you land a lot of crits, you can make a sick build. Um, if you're pretty good at landing crit shots, which I am in this game, um, so I'm I'm not sure which one I'm going to use next, but I'm probably going to start one of those up pretty soon. Um, I think. Um. I'll probably end up going flack. Um, I'm interested in Moe's just because sometimes I just want to blow shit up. <laughs> and um, and one of her trees is called Demolition Woman, which is, uh, I'm assuming, is a take on Demolition Man. Uh, and for that very reason and that reason alone, I feel like I have to play as her. Um, but I I was playing with a buddy of mine named uh jason and he was using flack and he was helping me out with uh with a couple with a couple uh missions uh by the way testament to the um instancing and the the level scaling he's like he was like four or five levels higher than me and i invited him to my game and he was getting downed a couple times yeah so it um it works (laughs) um but yeah, he looked like I, I would see the pets in action, 
and um they would they would they wouldn't do as much they wouldn't garner as much aggro from you know whatever enemy they were fighting as like the digiclone would mm. but it is something you know right. what i mean Oh, but by the I, way, speak, speaking of which, to those of you out there that are going to play this, um, don't go too side mission crazy while you're making your way through the campaign because it only really resets the level balance when you clear like a major story milestone, essentially, like when you end a chapter and start a new chapter. So if you do, if you're the type to do like a shitload of side missions before you move on to the next part of the campaign, it's going to be really easy for you to just kind of mm-hmm. mow your way through the campaign levels. In some ways, unless you want it to be easy, then yeah, go go nuts on the side missions as much as you want. So, so I was looking at uh, I was looking at a, a YouTuber, you know, and he recommended um, he recommended holding off on side quests if you can, mm-hmm. because um, you know you'll probably finish the campaign at around level thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, which leaves you twenty more levels because level fifty is the cap. He says. Uh, once you finish the campaign, you unlock the, I forget what they're called. They're not badass ranks. I uh, think guardian, they're called like, guardian ranks in this one. Right. So you unlock guardian ranks, right? One. And two, you unlock mayhem mode. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that mayhem mode is kind of like Diablo's torment modes. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have melee, uh, mayhem one, two, and three. Think of them as Diablo's torments, you know, one, two, and three. And everything uh gets beefed up to your level or higher including the side quests that you haven't done and loot drops respective to that Mm -hmm. so i you know but sometimes i need to do side quests to to bump myself up to the the recommended level Mm -hmm. but um yeah, that's just something you might want to think about if you want to take your characters up to up to fifty. Yeah, and that that is the one thing that I'm anxious to see um, when the campaign does get completed. What the end game looks like because the proving grounds look pretty interesting. Um, you know, circle of slaughter is just dumb fun. Like if you just want yeah. to go in and blow shit up. And plus, I I like Captain Torque a lot, so like that, that'll yeah. be a lot of that'll, that'll be a lot of fun to fuck around with. Um, but so far so good. I, I will, I can, I can unequivocally say of the three mainline Borderlands games, uh, this is the one that I have just unequivocally enjoyed the most in my first, you know, 10 plus hours so far of it. Like I, like I don't, I, I keep thinking about the game when I'm not playing it and I, and when I'm playing it, like it's always, I'll just do one more mission. I'll just do one more part. Right. Like, I'll just, <laughs> like, like I, I, right. I don't want to put the controller down. And I can't think of higher praise to put on a game than that, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I happened to me last night as uh, as I had uh, Class of Champions on in the background, and I'm like, "All right, that's over." But um, but I, I just, you know, this was about the the this was where you fought that big boss, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "All right, well, let me just fight this one big boss." I told my my wife, "All right, I'll be upstairs. Let me just fight this big boss real quick," and then fucking twenty minutes later. I'm like, well, I got to finish this cutscene, right? And, <laughs> and then after that cutscene, it's like, oh shit! Well, I got to at least find. I can't end on that. Like, I got to find out, you know, what 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 happens in at the beginning of the next act, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's it's fun, man. 
and it's and, fun. There, and there's a lot of carrot too. Like if you're if you're a completionist type, I feel like that they put more stuff to do within the different worlds that'll also give you reason to go back and revisit them and stuff like that as well. So I mean, it's 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 a much it, it definitely is a game that it, they they really just have taken Borderlands two, learned the lessons of video games for the past seven years and how gaming has evolved, but still stayed true to the formula that they've that they've created basically for this franchise. Um, and it's, it's just been really fun so far. Like I said, if you, if you even kind of liked the other games, uh, this is a must buy. And if you weren't a hundred percent in on the other ones, but you think you might be able to like this, uh, it's worth a, sh- it's worth checking out for sure. It, it, it it's almost, it, it's almost like, it, it's easy to say, Oh, if you like the old Borderlands, then you can play this and you can check out the old Borderlands to see if you like it. I don't even know if that's. A hundred percent correct. Cause I feel like that there's enough quality of life improvements that even it depends on, I guess what you didn't like about the old borderlands games, whether you'll like this or not. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would, I mean, I would venture to guess if you didn't like the old borderlands games, like you're probably not going to like this. Like this is the, this is the best of the borderlands games of all of them. Um, and you know, including pre sequel and stuff like that. So, if you if you enjoyed those other games, yeah, man, you'll you you're definitely gonna like this. But I don't know, man. It's just it's just fun. It's just fun to play. Mm-hmm. It's got the it's got the the loop thing that uh, that most games try, but uh, some have trouble doing. So it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird when I go back to Destiny in a couple weeks and bosses yeah, boss, say, bosses would... aren't exploding with fucking with fucking fifteen guns. <laughs> uh, when I kill them, it's going to be a bit of yeah. letdown. Um, I mean, I, I think that I'll be, it dep- again, it's going to depend on the end game. I'm pretty sure that I'll at least have finished the campaign by the time shadow keep comes out. If not have hit max level. Cause I'm well on my way. Um, I think I'm at like <laughs> level 22 right now with my character. Um, so it's going to depend. Like if, if the end game is compelling, I will make time for it while I'm also playing destiny. Like I'll, I'll get a slower start into destiny to continue mm-hmm. playing this. Um, but it's all going to depend on that end game, which we won't know, and and we'll, you know we'll come back and talk about that once we uh, once we get there in yeah. terms of in terms of Borderlands Three. Um, so that is it for this episode of the show. Make sure you join our fan group densepixels.com slash fans. Uh, always a good group of folks in there uh, chatting video games every day. So come join us if you're not in there already. Uh, of course, follow us on social media. Just search for Dense Pixels. Uh, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube cha- channel, youtube.com slash Dense Pixels. You can also follow a couple of us on Twitch. Uh, Terrence is Apparition410. Carrie is Sup It's Carrie. And if you follow the main Dense Pixels channel, uh, you can see them when they stream as well because I believe we host those streams also. And if you ever want to watch me stream, I don't do it often, but when I do, uh, you can find it on our YouTube channel. So that is it for us. Thank you guys very much for watching and listening. We'll see you all the next time. See you.